The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, David Williams. I've got Mr. Isaac Simpson with me again. We are here after the Memphis Grizzlies beat the Oklahoma City Thunder 122 to 113. Grizzlies get back to 500 on the season at 12 and 12. And Isaac, before we jump into this game, I, I want to throw something at you. Were you watching the pregame at all? I did. I did watch the pregame. So did you see uh, where, where Pete was talking about the, the young and hungry graphic? Did you do you remember that graphic that he had uh, up there? I don't know. I don't think I saw it. I think I might have missed that. I might have walked out of the room during that time. I did watch most of it, but I don't, I don't remember seeing that. So it, it was I, you know, like I, I know the Grizzlies are young, but this graphic really kind of just drove it home for me in a, in a time when we're so invested in what these guys are doing right now and watching them after they get just crushed by the Pelicans again, you know, it gets super defeated and, and it's hard to stay positive. But then he, uh, Pete was showing this graphic and he was talking about it. So the average age for the Grizzlies is 24 years and 237 days. That's second youngest in the NBA. Okay, that, that's not really what hit it for me. This last one, it shows 71% of the points scored are by players that are 25 or younger. Huh. The biggest thing, like the most important thing to me in this whole thing, was 73% of the minutes played are guys that are 25 years or younger for the Memphis Grizzlies. 73% of the time, the guys are 25% or younger. It, it just... For me, in a time when you know it, there's been a lot of peaks and valleys, yeah, especially over sure. the last you know few weeks here, um, this is something that kind of reeled me back in some. Yeah, I know we kind of talked about that uh, last time I was on it. It, it does get kind of hard. Uh, like like I said, I was one of the the main preachers before the season of don't put any expectations on the season that it, it's grave gravies away. Long as you don't see regression from from players, that's what you don't want to see long as you see progress, even if it doesn't reflect in, in, in the wins and losses, that you kind of have to be happy with that this season because this is all about progressing it and, and looking to see what you have in the future. And you get to the season and you get, get fully invested and you start looking at these wins and losses. They look good in, in certain games and then they struggle in others. And you kind of still give these expectations because you see them play so well uh, that, that you just put these expectations on them. But that does kind of put things in perspective. This team is still not even just scratch, scratching the surface of what what they're going to be. So you kind of have to reel those expectations in. Even with Ja, we, we've seen him be so awesome last year in his rookie of the year, first season. Um, you have to remember that this guy is still young. I mean, he's just scratching the surface. He's still learning away, learning as well as these other players. So he's going to have ups and downs as well. So that's something definitely that you just have to kind of take it in stride because I think it's all part of the process. And again, I think it's going to pay off. I think this team has a lot going forward, going positive forward, going into the future. 100%. I'm going to run through the stats a little bit here, and you can chime in if you want to stop me anywhere along the way. I'll save Ja for last. He had a big game tonight, not necessarily on the scoring side of it, but triple-double for him. Grayson Allen, 22 points, four rebounds, three assists, one steal. He shot the ball extremely well tonight, 60% from three. He was six for 10. Uh, Dylan Brooks, 17, one, one, and one. Uh, five for 13 from him. Still like to see him be a little more efficient, but I can live with that, especially in the uh, current state of the roster. Uh, JV, 22, 12, two assists, one block. Kyle Anderson, 25, 
20 points, five rebounds, five assists, five steals, and a block. Man, I think that at some point, I, I hope that at some point the national media gets a hold of Kyle Anderson and what he's doing, and he's at least in the conversation for most improved player. Yeah, I mean, this, this is no longer a fluke anymore. I mean, we're getting close to the All-Star break now, and he's still doing this. I think earlier we thought maybe when, when Ja was out, maybe he was just overachieving a little bit, being put on the ball and been put in positions to just kind of score a little bit more. But he, Ja's back now. I mean, he's been fantastic. And I, I don't think this is a fluke anymore. I think this is what he is. And it's wild to see him putting up those corner threes and you expect it to go in every time, thinking how flat he used to be on that jumper. The jumper used to hit front rim all the time. And, I mean, you cringe when he shot a three, even though, Ken, I've been a big supporter of his, but not shooting threes. I mean, I didn't even see this coming for him. And I think for sure he should be right up there at the top. Now, with the Grizzlies being – the Grizzlies small market not getting the pub that they get. He's not going to be at the top, but I definitely think he should be in the conversation. There, there's no doubt about that. He's, I mean, you can't even say I don't even know how to put in words how the season he's having. It's been, it's been absolutely amazing to see transformation, and especially the shooting. It's just crazy for a guy to improve at, at his at the amount of time he's been in the league to improve from two a year to next in, in three point shooting. It's been amazing to watch. It really has, you know. So I'm, I'm going to run through these numbers here, and I may miss a little bit because I'm just kind of doing this on the fly. But right now, he's at 13.5. This is before not, tonight's game. 13.5 points per game. That's a career high. 6.3 rebounds. That's a career high. 3.8 assists. That is a career high. He is shooting 38% from three on more than four times the volume of what his career high was previously. And he's he's – maintaining a pretty good field goal percentage it's low for him like he's normally he's 46 57 or 53 54 but he's also shooting the wall about twice as many times yeah 46 percent from the field but he's on a career high of volume so you know for a guy that's not used to firing up that many shots to maintain 46 percent from the field and then to go from the previous two years he was not over 29% on one attempt per game. He's shooting four threes a game this year, just over four, 4.3, and he's shooting 38%. It's it's crazy to me. It's highway robbery if this man is not in the conversation for most improved player. Yeah, no doubt. And I, was, I think I was talking to someone on Twitter earlier tonight, and I think you got to look back to when they – made that offer to him uh, as a restricted free agent uh, at over $9 million a year. People kind of scoffed at that and saying that's a, too much for that guy. But now you, you fast forward a few years later, and, I mean, he's a deal on that contract. With, with the way he's playing right now in the current landscape, I mean, that's an absolute steal. He has another year left on the deal uh, in 21-22 before he comes on restricted free agent. But, I mean, that it, it's – I mean, I, I mean that's just an absolute steal right now for that guy. And, again, he's shooting almost five threes a game, and to be shooting – 38%. I mean, that's, it's real. I mean, again, I, I don't think this is, I think this is something that he'll be able to maintain throughout the year. And you look back at the season, where would they be uh, without the play of Kyle Aaronson? I mean, I think he is oh, the bro. MVP B- of this Barry, team right now. For sure. They, I mean, they I, would be, I mean, like, in my opinion, they'd be somewhere around the Timberwolves right now, man, for a right around worst record in the league if they didn't have him. He has been a rock for this team this year. I mean, and that leads even in more why that he should be in that most improved player conversation. Because I think, I mean, he's kept this team afloat. When, when Jaw was out, 
Uh, they put him on the ball, and I think that's kind of when this kind of all started. And I mean, he's just taken off, and he's continued even with Jai returning. I mean, he's been fantastic. I don't think there's any anything else you can say about that. So Jai was 15 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists. Still, he's still not shooting the ball well from the field. He's four for 14. He got to the free throw line a little bit more tonight. You know, he, he got eight attempts, gets some calls. Do you think? Where, where do you think that rollover is for him to where he actually starts to get the calls as opposed to going in? Because he's not scared. He's going in to the contact. And, it's you know, he, he's finishing through it a lot of times and not, not getting the calls. When do you think we actually see him start to get the calls where he's getting to the free throw line, you know, 12, 14, 16, 18 times a night? But it, it's still surprising to me that, that he's not – getting those calls. I mean, you look at Zion and the last year, John Morant, actually the rookie of the year, Zion missed a lot of time, but Zion's already getting those quote-unquote superstar calls, and Jaws going to, to the cup, and, and teams are being really aggressive with him right now, and he's just not getting those calls. I mean, he got to the free throw line, got eight free throws tonight, but I mean, if he got the calls that a lot of the, the other young young superstars, button superstars got, I mean, I think he'd be up around the 20, over 20 points a game like, like we kind of want him to be. I mean, he doesn't necessarily need to be, but I think not getting to the free throw line, I think, is kind of what keeps that scoring now a little bit. You see the numbers from some of these other guys, and a lot of that's coming from the free throw line. Uh, but tonight, I mean, he did get there, get eight attempts to knock down seven of them, uh, which he's kind of been a little bit inconsistent at the line, but he knocked down seven of eight tonight. Man, triple-double, uh, 15 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists, uh, only four or 14 from the floor. But one thing about him, I mean, he's even though he's not shooting the ball well, he's doing a lot of fantastic things for this team. Uh, I mean, this offense – you see those threes that Grayson Allen get. He wouldn't get those shots if it, if it weren't for John Morant uh, driving and kicking it. Uh, a lot of things that go on with his offense with JV and his points inside, just pinpoint accuracy on those passes by Jaw. I mean, he's still he's still been a leader of this team despite kind of struggling from the field. And I think at some point his shooting will come around. But again, with as far as them getting calls, man, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like they don't they don't want to give the Grizzlies credit uh, as a team, and definitely not. For for Jaw, it just seems like for some reason the Grizzlies always and always have got undersold when it comes to the whistle. Even at home, they just don't seem to get the, the same calls that everyone else gets. And I don't know. I mean, uh, you think you have a guy like Jaw? I think he's a guy that's like Memphis has never had a, a guy that's, that 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 could be a face not just in Memphis but around the league uh, as far as a guy that they could market. And you think he'd get those calls, but so far he's not getting them. Do you think? Um, I remember. Man, I think it was the Pelicans game. I saw somebody tweeted. No, it may have been before the Pelicans game, but somebody had, uh, they tweeted out Fizdale when he was blowing up over Mike Conley not getting calls in the playoffs, and you know he's like, "I'm I'm not going to stand for it." Do you think Jenkins has got a press conference like that in him? Man, I, <laughs> I wish oh, we, he did. He did get ejected tonight, which we've kind of talked about. Him needing to show more fire on the sideline. He did get two texts tonight. I wish he could could set him show that fire a little bit earlier. He did get one earlier in the game, but you like to see that more of him. He's kind of a a laid back kind of anyway. The wind blows. I'm going to be politically correct type of coach. Uh, but so I, I don't know if we'll we'll get to take that for data press conference from from Taylor Jenkins. But you would like to see that. You would like to see him go to bat more for his guys because he he was he was upset tonight. Uh, they he was pretty yeah. upset all night. It kind of. I think it got all kind of boiled over there at the end of the game and eventually got ejected. But I'd like to see more of that. I'd like to see more challenges. I'd like to see him more upset, more fired up on the sideline, and more fired up 
post-game press conference to go to bat, especially when you have a young team. You want to kind of create that that culture. So you don't want to kind of be a guy that just kind of lays, sits back and not protect your guys. So I think you could see a little bit more of that from him. Yeah. Now, Jaws, uh, I'm kind of bouncing back and forth a little bit here, but going back to Jai, you're talking about the free throw line. He's shooting almost 80%, like, you know, 79.5, you round that up, that is 80% from the line. So, you know, if he if he maintains that and then increases from five attempts a game to, say, nine, nine, nine attempts a game, he's at 19 points, averaging 19 points and eight assists right now. If you bump those free throws up to three more attempts a game at 80%, that gets him over that 20-point mark that you were talking about. Yeah. And again, it's not a it's not a necessity. The Grizzlies don't have to have him scoring 20 in order to win. But it's a huge plus if he is, obviously. So I don't know. I maybe it's Memphis. Maybe you need a uh maybe you need some sort of press conference from Taylor Jenkins to get him over that hump. But, uh, you, you know, it, it's just – I watch a ton of basketball with the league pass, and, I, you know, I, I watch Charlotte quite a bit because they're generally in the early window with the Grizzlies yeah. playing out west. You know, and, and I'm watching these guys get these calls, and I'm like, man, they're not calling that stuff for Ja. I mean, I know. I mean, it, it's, it, it, it's not just superstar. There are other guys that aren't even on that level that seem to get calls yeah. that Ja does get. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's frustrating. I know Ja gets – Frustrated with times. I mean, you just see him go to the basket, explode with his athleticism, and just go up and get stopped, and there's just no all kind of contact and just no calls. I, I don't know. It, it, it's it's frustrating to watch, and I, I think it's kind of gotten his his head a little bit. I think that's why he's kind of starting to shoot more threes and, and kind of work on that three point side because it's been so hard. Teams have start to to be real aggressive with him, and for, for right now, I me, mean, I, if I'm in other teams, I I would because they're not calling the fouls. So I mean, if they allow you to play that type of defense on them, why not? Yeah. You know, I think one thing he's getting a lot of right now when he when he's driving that probably 12 to well probably 6 to 12 foot window before the big engages him. He's getting a lot of looks at those floaters and he's not knocking those down. Yeah. And that's, you know, the again you know 4 for 14 tonight from the field, but if he starts getting consistent knocking those down, man, you can see his numbers just inflate like crazy. So we'll, we'll bounce away. You, if you got something else on that, you can. But if not, we'll, we'll bounce away from him real quick. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, he he got the looks tonight, especially. I mean, there was a he just missed, just wasn't making shots tonight. Uh, shots that he usually makes, like you said, those floaters. He gets into the lane. He just couldn't couldn't buy a basket. I mean, he had a lot of layups in there that rolled in and out. He just couldn't get anything to go. Thankfully, JV was there to tip a lot of those back in, but. Uh, he's going to have better shooting nights. I mean, he's too good of a player to, to, to go 4-14. I mean, he's not a great shooter. He's still a, a, a work in progress there. But those shots at the, at the rim, we've seen him make those shots with a lot of consistency. They're just not going down for him right now. And I think I think, I think think that'll improve going to time because, again, he's just too good of a player to, to shoot like that on a night-in, night-out basis. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I agree with that, man. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned JV in there because he was actually the next guy that I was going to go to. You know, I hate to – Man, I, I feel like I'm being negative. I'm not. I'm not really trying to be negative, but I, I want to talk about him. Brevin was talking about it on the broadcast, and this is something that that Sam and I, and I think even you and I, have talked about on on this uh, podcast before. Is when he when JV gets a mismatch down low, I don't think they're doing a good enough job getting him the ball. Like 
t- tonight, 22-12, and he was 75% from the field. And, yeah, that, that's a good game. It, it's a good game for a big man. But with this front court, I'm like, man, this dude should have had. I agree, 100%. You know, <laughs> like, just feed him the ball. Make them stop him. You know, because he can he can pass the ball from the post. Where if they're collapsing two or three defenders on him because it's a big mismatch, he's gonna find the open man. And I just, I I don't know what they need to do as far as getting him the ball, but ball movement would you know move the ball around to get it get it in. There was one time, I want to say it was in the third quarter. He got the ball, or he didn't get the ball. He had um, SGA down there, you know, deep in the paint, and they never got him the ball down there. And I'm like, how did we get a switch to where SGA is guarding JV and you don't get him the ball down there? It just – that stuff has been driving me crazy. And this has been an ongoing thing this year. You know, it goes back to the Toronto game. I was – man, I was livid after that game because Toronto played Chris Boucher the entire second half pretty much, didn't bring Baines back out there. And JV had a good game against them, but could have done so much more because he can just outmuscle these guys, and they're just not getting him the ball. Yeah, I, I agree one hundred percent. I mean, you look at the final numbers twenty two and twelve. That looks fantastic, but it could could have been a lot more than that. I, I kind of said before the game when I saw Al Horford was sitting out tonight, I was like, JV should eat in this game. And <clears throat> excuse me, uh, he, he, I mean, he, a lot of that, a lot of the, the, the points, a lot of the stat line came late in the game, and a lot of it came off of of just offensive rebounds, put back him just kind of doing things on his own, not that they found him in the paint. And and I agree with you wholeheartedly. I don't know why. I mean, he's so skilled on the inside. If you, if you get him deep in the paint, I mean, he's he's going to score most of the time. Uh, I mean, they just can't – don't seem to find him enough in those opportunities. He he has these big games, but these games where he has 20 and 10, there's games where he could have 30 and, 30 and 15 probably uh, in, in a lot of these games. They just don't – seem to find him deep in the post. I see a lot of times where he has this guy sealed off and they just look him off. DB might drop to the paint um, <laughs> to live up and just, just miss him and don't see these mismatches that he have. And I do agree with you there. I think he had a fantastic game tonight, but I think it could have even been bigger. I was kind of saying at halftime, why they're not getting him the ball. Again, he ended up going big in the second half, but again, it could have been a lot more. And this is not just a tonight thing. This is something that we've kind of seen all year. Um, and I think that's one of their big, their biggest advantage against teams for most nights, and they don't exploit it enough. I don't think. Yeah, definitely need to get him the ball more. And that, that's, I, I realize that you have a, a plan on offense, and you have, you know, like you as a coach, he's got his scheme and what he's going to do and how they're going to run the offense. I get all of that, but you know, if you're playing to win the game, which that's what you do, you play to win the game. I think you have to exploit that stuff, and and I just don't think that they're doing that enough. So I I move on from that. I don't want to bash him because, again, you know, 75% from the field, 22 and 12, it's a good game. That's, you know, that's good numbers. I just feel like it definitely could have been significantly more. Um, I want to talk about Tyus and what he's been doing or not doing. Uh, Excluding tonight, I, I had these numbers written down before tonight's game, and then tonight's game definitely didn't help him any. Um, in his last five games, he's 24% from the field, 20% from three, and he's a net negative on the floor at, at minus 12. Do you 
we we seen this kind of off and on with Tyus. It seems like he goes like he's streaky. We'll hit streaks where he's you know he, he's putting up pretty decent numbers on the offensive end, and then there'll be times where he couldn't hit the ocean with a rock. Yeah, I mean he's he's definitely in one of those slop slumps right now. I mean he can't get anything to go in, and it's weird. And I've kind of talked about this. It seems like there is some correlation between him and De'Anthony Melton. When De'Anthony Melton is not playing, he seems to struggle and vice versa. And I don't know why so much that is. It's weird because you think that wouldn't stop him from making making shots. But when you kind of look back and you kind of see some of these streaks, a lot of times it coincides with, with Melton not playing or Melton not playing well and vice versa. Um, I don't know what it is with Ty's right now. We have seen a lot of up and downs with him. He's not even making that floater right now for him not to even score in tonight's game uh, with as much as he played. It's just weird to to see him mired in his slump, and I think that's one of the reasons why they've kind of struggled here lately because he's been so good for them, especially you go back to like last week, a couple weeks ago. I mean, he was really playing well, and now um, he's in this slump, and I think that really hurts this bench unit, which has been strong for this team and, and, and one of their strengths and why they've been able to, I think, maintain with so many injuries. And when he's not playing well and not leading that group well, I think that, that hurts this team overall, and that's what he's doing now. I mean, they, they won the game tonight, but, uh, again, they really need him at that backup point guard, especially when Jaws not scoring the way that he has at times. I think they really need him to come in and, and be the lead that second unit and, and knock down that floater. He hasn't been doing that. And I think that's one of the reasons why this team is, is struggled as of late. Yeah. And, you know, plus minus is kind of finicky, man. That, that's um, to me, it's a loose stat. People talk about it all the time. But, you know, the, the plus, a lot of that falls into the way you play is going to affect that some, but a lot of it plays into luck to when, you know, if you get in the game and you get in there when a guy is on, on, well, well, get hot, on yeah. a street, yeah, th- then you may have a, a, you know, inflated plus minus. You didn't play well, but you were in the game when this dude was lighting it up. So you're a plus 15 for the game, but it's still just, I, I'm, his go-to is that floater. He's got one of the best floaters in the game. It just definitely not falling for him right now. Do you think he's going to come back around? You think it's going to take, you know, when when Melton comes back, do you think that's going to be the trigger to get him to come back around? Yeah, I, I think he'll bounce back. And again, he he's not the only one. I mean, this team, pretty much as a whole, outside of, of Grayson Allen uh, and, and and Jonas Valanciunas and a couple guys, Brandon Clark. I mean, a lot of guys are struggling right now. I mean, we've seen Xavier Tillman. He he uses that floater a lot too, and kind of he's missing a lot of bunnies around the basket and really looking like a rookie right now. I mean, this team, especially a lot of guys on the second unit are really struggling to make shots, even Jolly, just especially in the paint. I mean, this team has done big work in the paint this season, and they've just been missing a lot of bunnies lately, and those are points that they usually get, and I think that's why it's been such a struggle uh, for, for this team tonight. I think Grayson Allen knocking down those threes tonight, I think six threes really kind of offset a lot of that, but this team as a whole is kind of struggling shooting from the floor, um, and I, I think Tyus will come around. I think for some reason, again, I don't know why it is. It just seems like something between him and De'Anthony Melton. They have some kind of chemistry where if they're, if one of them playing well, the other one's playing well. If they're both not playing well, both both of them struggle. It's just a weird kind of deal. But it, it does, does seem to have some correlation because before Melton went out, he was playing really well, and now he's in this slump. But they got to get that turned around. Uh, hopefully, Melton's back sooner rather than later. Got the Pistons on Friday. That big game against the Suns uh, on Saturday, and Joe Phoenix is going to come in here looking for revenge. The Grizzlies already got one win on them here. Martin Luther King Day on national television. They're going to be coming coming back for a little bit of revenge, and they've been playing really well, so that's going to be a big game. And 
with the way this team is playing right now, that's going to be a struggle. Hopefully we can see some better play on Friday going into that game. But uh, for, for Tyus, they're really going to need him uh, again to kind of step up here, especially from scoring-wise. I mean, you can't, you can't have a zero from him, especially against good teams. He's got to be better than that. And, I mean, that's, that's just what's going to have to happen. Yeah, you know, over the last six games, he goes. It's uh, this is going to include tonight. He, nothing tonight uh, against the Pelicans. He had two. He didn't score against Sacramento in 16 minutes. He scored six against the Lakers and four against Toronto. He did. You know, he was able to get the ball in the basket against the Hornets. He had 12 in that game. But you know, five out of six games, he, you know, he's not even close to double figures there. And and a couple goose eggs. And it's not like he only played. You know eight or 10 minutes. He was 16 minutes against the Kings and 22 minutes tonight and didn't manage to get the ball in the basket. That's just, uh, just not going to cut it, man. Yeah. It's just, that's kind of to, to go to the point that we just talked about. He's plus 13, uh, tonight, uh, despite what is that was that fourth on the team and plus minus tonight, it shows that that plus minus doesn't really mean much. Uh, I've seen guys with 30 points be a plus two and you'll see some other guy score two points and be, Plus five or something. I mean, it's 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 a wild stat. Sometimes you can can make some some good ideas out of it, but most of the time it doesn't mean anything at all. All right, man. Let's so obviously the the triple double from Ja, the way JV played tonight, those are good things. But outside of the box score, watching this game tonight, what did you like from the Grizzlies? What what's something? You know, it could be a few things, whatever you want to do here. But what was something that really jumped out for you as far as what they were doing at a high level tonight? Um, it's definitely a mixed bag because, uh, I mean, there were some things I was really frustrated, especially in the first half. Um, it's trying to look at that. I mean, I don't know if there's anything they really did great. I mean, you like the three-point shooting, uh, 12 of 26 for 46.2% uh, from the field, 26-33 uh, from the free throw line. Pretty good. They did win the rebounding battle, 44 to 39. Seven offensive rebounds to Oklahoma City six, but you kind of expected that with JV going up against Roby. You kind of would expect it to be margin to be even wider than that, probably. Uh, 31 assists, which the Grizzlies are—they only had one loss at Lakers game out of LA last week uh, when they go over 30 assists. So you like like to see that 31 assists. That's usually a good sign for them. So that's a couple good things. I think on on the bad side, I mean, you give up. 19 threes. I mean, the, the perimeter defense has just been horrendous, and I, I don't know what's going on right now. I mean, I know they have a lot of injuries, but the defense has really gone into the tank. I mean, they played a little bit better uh, in in the third quarter, but uh, they've given, they've just been giving up a lot of threes. I think gave up 60, I think 60 plus percent overall shooting to the Pelicans the other night. I don't know how many last night. I don't know how many threes they gave up, but it was a lot. Uh, they just really struggled. They got to close out better on shooters. I mean, this has been guys stepping in the shots. They've been playing that zone, and I, I don't know why he's sticking with that. Guys in the NBA just shoot too well for you to play that much zone as Coach Taylor Jenkins has been implementing here lately. I don't know what's going on with that, but they need to figure out a way to, to get out of that zone because that guys are going to kill them every night when they're in that zone. I don't know if he's just worried about their defense right now and guys not being able to cover, but they've, I mean, it, it's killed them. Uh, it's in, in these losses that they've taken, in that losing streak, they've that zone has really killed them, and guys are just walking in a wide open shots. And we kind of saw that again tonight, despite them getting a victory. So uh, that that's something that was my main concern. I was really frustrated with that in the first half. But again, man, some good things. A mixed bag, good three point shooting from the team. Uh, knocked down the free throws tonight. Uh, did win the rebound and battle, even though 
I thought it should have been a little bit higher and still still passing the ball well. Thirty one assists again. That's a good number right right above their mark of twenty eight. I think twenty eight per game on the season. So those are some good things. Yeah, that thirty assist mark seems to be a magic number for them, excluding that one game. So, man. Do you think how much of the, the defensive struggles, some of it may be personnel, obviously, due to the injuries, but but at this point in the season, I'm not even using that as an excuse because of and, and I you know, I think you even said this on Twitter, they've been without these guys all season. Yeah. You know, th- th- it's not like, oh man, we, we just lost Justice or we just lost Jaron. Like those guys have been out and they've been battling injuries all season. They've been doing well. And then here we are. You know, t- tonight was the the defense wasn't good. Even though they got the win tonight, the defense was not no, good. No, not at all. D- do you think it's personnel, or do you think it's an effort issue? Well, they they definitely missed uh, DeAnthony Melton. There's no doubt about that. He's a guy who can cause cause havoc on the defensive end. Uh, but again, you, you kind of hit on that. Anytime you kind of say something negative about this team, you you'll hear, "Oh, well, they got all these injuries." You suspect that, but then when they win these games. And they were doing the seven-game win streak. Nobody says anything at that point. So we've seen this team play great defense with the personnel that they had. So I don't. It, there's just something off with this team right now. And I've, I've kind of, and I've kind of said this uh, and kind of laid this out on Twitter why I think there's a lot of ebbs and flows with this team. I think this team relies on a lot of teams have. This team has better depth than even some of the best teams in the league. I think a lot of teams have two or three guys and then don't have a lot of depth. I think with the Grizzlies, they rely on so many role players, the good players, not great players, role, role level type players to be good. And they need a combination of those guys to be really good on a night in and night out basis in order for them to win games. And when you have role players like that, they're going to have up and ups and downs. Usually a lot of, sometimes those, you're not going to get two, three, four of those guys all to have good games at the same time. And that's kind of what they need to be, good and that's not always going to happen and that's why I think you kind of see these ebbs and flows a lot of times when these guys are clicking like you I mean we think that Charlotte game where that box score you just look up and down everybody's contributing everybody's looking good and they look really well and then other times where you get a couple of these guys struggling like Tyus that we just talked about it really puts a strain on this team because they don't have these individual guys that are going to give you 20-25 every night that you know what you're going to get from you have a lot of guys who are good players but they're going to be inconsistent because they that's, that's what they are. They're role players. I think they depend on a lot of role players in order to, to be good. And I think that's kind of why you see some ebbs and flows with this team. But uh, there are expectations. It's hard not to create those. But, I mean, this team was on a seven-game winning streak uh, not, not too long ago. So it, it's hard to not have any expectations. I know we want that to be the way it is and say this is a young team and they're going to they're gonna have ups and downs. But this team has played so well at times that it's just kind of hard not to expect certain things. And we've seen this team – play really good defense a couple weeks ago and now it's they seem to be struggling. I think the Anthony Melton would help with that, but right now there's just something off with this team and you you can tell. I said early earlier uh, in the night that usually you can when you look at this team, you can usually tell in the first quarter what type of night it's gonna be. Is this gonna be a night where the Grizzlies really get it going or is this gonna be a night where they struggle? And you can tell in that first quarter this is going to be a night where they weren't gonna really play particularly well and this was going to be a fight all the way through the game. And again, they're just a little bit off right now and they get into these mired into these slumps. And I don't know what it is. I think part of it is what I just said, but you, you get to the point to where you expect certain things. And right now they're just not at that level that they were during the seven game 
when this when this streak and I mean I, I it's probably a, a myriad of things injuries again probably probably tired legs I mean this is going to be a four and five by stretch I mean there's a lot of things that can play in that in a young team again I mean we talked about that but um, uh, again man you like again as I said we've seen this team play so well that again it, yeah. it's hard not to put some kind of expectations on it sorry to ramble there a little bit. No, 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 you're, you're good, man. That That's, you know, when they have six, seven, eight guys getting in double figures, they had six tonight that that's when they're at their best. And, and that's, you know, you, you can't count on that every night. It's not going to happen every night. So that's a great points, man. I've got nothing else on the, the game tonight. Our next matchup is going to be Thursday. No Friday. I'm sorry. Friday. We're off tomorrow, man. This week, the snow has got me so jacked up <laughs> on my schedule. Uh, so crazy. So Friday against the Pistons, the Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I Man, I hope that they come in ready for that game because the Pistons have beat some good teams. Yeah, oh, yeah. They've beat teams that they've had no business beating. And if the Grizzlies don't come in ready, they're going to get punched in the mouth and the Pistons will beat them. Yeah, that's, that's not a good team that you can mess around with. You just say, well, we'll kind of show up and, and win the game. they got to be ready for that. And I, I expect nothing less than a Josh Jackson revenge game. Um, I, 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 he's that type of guy. I think he's thinking about that. I know he has this game circle. I'm sure he's going to be excited about it. Uh, but yeah. it, it's a it's a game that the Grizz will be favored in. They should win this game that game, but they're going to come out and play well. They can't take it lightly. Yeah, man. I I was planning on being at this game Friday because for the last I'd say at least four years, I've been trying to catch Blake Griffin live. He's a guy. Just kind of followed, and I know the rivalry. A lot of people, a lot of Grizzlies fans hate oh, him. Man. <laughs> I was, I was never on that page. There were times when you know I'm like, man, that dude needs a good punch in the throat. But he's just a guy that I want to see play live, even though he's, you know, he's on the downturn of his career. He's, he's definitely not the same player. I want to see him play live. And that is sending him out, <laughs> man. Every, every single time, every time. Sam and I will get tickets to go to a game and either he, he gets hurt before they get there or something happens and he's not playing. So uh, shout out to Mason. I, I gave my tickets to Mason. So uh, I hope he brings some luck with him and the Grizzlies uh, start, a, start another win streak here. Yeah, it, it would, would be good to see. Well, coming going into this uh, homestead, I said that the Grizzlies need to find a way to go three and one, but I, I kind of, Thought they'd beat the Pelicans and get over the hump, and now that they lost, that one is going to be tough. I mean, again, they'll be favored against the Pistons, but they got a tough game coming up on Saturday uh, against Phoenix. I thought that they could split those two uh, between Phoenix and, and the Pelicans that they they'd be able to win three. But I thought it would probably be the Pelicans game. But again, I mean, they beat this Phoenix team before. I don't know if they're playing at that level right now, but NBA is kind of a weird deal. We talk about how they're playing now, and they might look like that team again by Saturday. Who knows? Yeah, you know, Phoenix is eight and two in their last ten. They've been playing playing pretty good basketball. So that's uh definitely not a you know, it's not a game that is unwinnable. They can win that game, but uh it's gonna be a little bit tougher to win than this uh this Pistons game coming up on Friday. Or it should be anyway. All right, we're gonna get out of here. Isaac, thank you as always for coming on, man. You can get the show on Twitter at Hootball Grizz. I'm at DWell two one one one. Isaac, I'm going to let you drop your information and sign us out of this one. Yeah, man. You can find me on, on Twitter at Isaac underscore Rivals. That's I-S-A-A-C underscore Rivals, man. Always on there talking Memphis Grizzlies, Tigers, sports in general, whatever's on my mind. So check me out there. Very active on Twitter, man. And always enjoy being on here with the Hoonah Football Grizz podcast. And 
Talk to you until next time, man. Talk to you guys later. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.